When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show, friends. I'm so happy to be here with you. Although my episodes have gone week by week just like normal, I recorded a few episodes in a row three weeks ago, and then I went on vacation. So my shows went live Thursday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern, just like they always do, but it has been a couple weeks since I was sitting down recording a new episode for you, and it feels good. The podcast is fun, and I'm so happy that you're here. This is episode 52, and today's topic is a little bit of whimsy, just a little bit of whimsy, and I'm so excited to tell you more about that, but first I want to tell you about an odd job that I had. This odd job I actually gave to myself. This was one of my first forays into entrepreneurism. (laughs) Entrepreneurism, it's kind of a tricky word. When I was in my early marriage, I decided to buy a pair of shoes that were more expensive than I actually could afford. (laughs) It's kind of a backstory. I actually tell this whole story in one of the chapters of my book, More Than Enough, which By the way, if you haven't ordered it yet, it's on sale on Amazon. You can get it right now. (laughs) I'm going to tell you about it every week, guys. Anyway, so check out the book, More Than Enough, if you want the whole story and lots of insights pertaining to it. But for the purpose of this podcast, I want to tell you about how I bought a pair of shoes and I decided that I would buy them even though they were kind of expensive and then I would find some sewing projects that I could do to make up the difference so that I could replenish our budget so we could still buy groceries and pay rent. So I went on Etsy at a time when there was a thing called the treasury. And this is old. This is like 2009 or 10. It no longer exists. What it was was fantastic. People, consumers, could write in a project that they wanted someone to make for them. And then all of the people who had handmade shops on Etsy could go peruse and find out if their skill set fit the need. It was sort of like want ads. And I had the skill set of sewing. And so I went onto the treasury and collected a few jobs. I applied for them. 
by sending a short description and a couple photographs of things that I had made. And then I was accepted to them. So I applied for maybe five or six different jobs. And one of them, I remember, was a ballerina bag. A mom, cute mom, wanted a special personalized ballerina bag for her daughter. And so I made this purple satin ballerina bag and applique these little ballet slippers on the front. It was super cute. I also made a baby Batman costume. Someone wanted a costume of Clementine from the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which to be totally honest, I still have never seen that movie. I have no idea what it's about, but the girl sent me a picture, a screenshot of what the costume looked like and Sure enough, I replicated it. So I, if you're curious about any of these things, I have blog posts about them all (laughs) because I was blogging very regularly about everything I made back in 2010. And so I'll link them in the show notes at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. But this treasury situation rolled into a custom costume sewing business that I maintained for about five years. By taking these few simple jobs I and then blogging about them and sharing them, I started to create a portfolio. And while I had been sewing a lot for myself and sharing those projects on my blog, people didn't yet know that I took custom sewing orders. In fact, I didn't know that I took custom sewing orders because I wasn't until I needed to pay for, pay for these shoes. And all of a sudden, I started to get inquiries about whether or not I could make this costume or that costume. And of course, I saw this as a fantastic opportunity to make a little bit of extra cash from home while Milo, baby Milo, was about one year old. So he had regular nap times. And I was working part-time as a nurse, but I also loved to sew. And I loved creating costumes, especially. There's something really fun about costumes. I love sewing costumes. And so this hunt for a little side hustle to pay off one pair of shoes snowballed into years and years of creating custom costumes, Halloween costumes especially, for people online. I ended up with a couple very regular customers. There was one woman who lived in the south somewhere. I could find all of this if I looked it up, but she ordered a custom costume for her daughter from me for three Halloweens in a row. And they were always some of my favorite to make, they were really inventive. One year, she asked me to make a Rockford peach costume. This was something that I hadn't really seen anywhere else. Now it's all over the place. There's Rockford peach costumes. You know, you can buy them from any big box costume store. But at the time, her daughter really wanted to be a Rockford peach and the costume was not available anywhere. And so I custom made it. And I ended up turning that costume into a sewing pattern that can now be purchased on Etsy still from my shop on Etsy. I'll link it in the show notes if you want it. Because I received, after I made that first Rockford Peach costume and then I shared about it on my blog, for a couple years I made dozens of Rockford Peaches in all different sizes for people. I even made Rockford Peach costumes for an entire dance troupe of like 10 or 12 girls, their dance teacher reached out to me and said, would you make this costume because my girls are doing a baseball dance for their recital? And I made a dozen matching Rockford Peach costumes, each with individual numbers and patches on them. And I had a blast. It was so fun. One year, I was even a Rockford Peach, but I couldn't keep up with the 
continuous orders, especially after I had Elliot. And then when Plum was coming along, I decided to stop taking custom orders altogether. It was such a fun time, though. I love sewing Halloween costumes, and I still get my fix every single year. I make Halloween costumes for my own family these days. And I, my kids are old enough that they want to be whatever they want to be. And so we do two costumes every year, not because they want to, but because I want to. I love making our family-themed costumes so much that they all kindly cooperate with me. I make costumes for us. We take pictures. We usually wear it to a family Halloween party. And then for actual trick-or-treating, my kids wear whatever they want. I think a piece of why I love making costumes so much is that they are absolutely inventive and creative. There doesn't have to be anything very practical about them except for how they get on and off your body. Other than that, they can just be elaborate or they can be simple. You use all of the really fun kind of silly fabrics when you make costumes and I love that whole process. If you're curious and would like to see some of the handmade costumes that I have made in the past, I will make sure that we have a list of them linked right in the show notes at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. This is episode 52, A Little Bit of Whimsy. That was an odd job that I created all on my own, and it was a really, really fun one. You ready to talk about whimsy? Isn't that word even fun? I love the word whimsy. I love the idea of whimsy. What comes to mind when I say whimsy? What sorts of things do you think about? We were recently in Disneyland. I shared that we were surprising our kids with a trip to Disneyland when we were in California. And I was struck as we were there by the crazy amounts of whimsy that Disneyland brings to life. There are details, just minute details everywhere, like the garbage cans are beautifully painted with designs and colors that match the land that you're in. So when you're in Tomorrowland, they're all kind of futuristic and cool. And when we were nearby a small world, they all had that really mid-century kind of modern uh, decor and colors that matched the ride. Everywhere you look, there's just little dashes of whimsy. And it made me realize how fun it is to be surrounded by that creativity and that imagination. Do you know what whimsy means? It's kind of a hard one to define. And actually, I looked it up and I didn't love the definition (laughs) because in my head, it feels a lot more than this. But this is what the dictionary tells us whimsy is. Dictionary.com says whimsy is an odd or fanciful notion, an extravagant or excessively playful expression, or anything odd or fancy. I, okay, like, yes, I can see that, but I also feel like there's this element of joy and surprise and delight that happens when I think of whimsy, and so maybe odd or fanciful. And then it mentions excessive, which this can be true, but I think that something that is so incredible about whimsy and about things that are whimsical is that 
The only purpose that they serve is to bring joy and to delight your senses. Things that are whimsical are not practical or expected. They surprise, delight, and inspire your creativity and your imagination. And those are incredible characteristics. When I started noticing the idea of whimsy while I was at Disneyland, it made me think about other situations or occurrences in my life or stories that I had heard where whimsy comes into play. The idea of something just fanciful and fun that serves no other purpose than to delight. And it reminded me of a story that my mother's mother told me about her mother-in-law. So my mom's dad was the son of Grandma Wright. She was a Southern girl, a farm girl, brought up in the South, migrated to California during the gold rush years and the Dust Bowl years. And she, there's lots of fun stories about her raising chickens and goats. And I don't know if this is true or not, but at some point, it sounds like she may have raised a family of catfish on the back porch because she missed catfish and it was more readily available when she kept them out on the porch. Something that my grandmother told me about Grandma Wright was that she was incredibly resourceful and prepared. And so she put up fruits and vegetables and had a lot of food storage that she set aside for hard times and included with all of her practicalities, the beans and the oats and the rice, she had bags of ribbon candy, that old school like hard candy that is twisted into ribbons. And I think it may have been seeing some of that candy that reminded my grandmother to tell me about this. I remember my grandmother telling me that Grandma Wright kept candy with the food storage just for fun because she thought if they were having hard times and using the food storage that the kids would probably need something to help cheer them up and to bring a little bit of light into their lives. And I love that story. I love the idea of this practical, hardworking Southern woman storing hard candy among the preserves and the food storage so that the kids get a little bit of delight during the hard time or maybe during a long winter. That feels like whimsy. That feels like whimsy with intention where you're purposefully choosing to include something fun just for the fun of it. Another thing that this idea of just adding a little bit of whimsy reminded me of was a journal entry that I made when I was probably in fourth or fifth grade. I have always been an avid journaler. I started my first journal when I, around the time I learned to write well in third grade, and I kept one faithfully all the way through until I got married, and then I started blogging, which has sort of served as my journal from then on. So I have just these vivid accounts of my childhood written in my own hand and I remember going through one one time and I actually have a memory of writing this. I must have gone to the store to get ice cream and really wanted sprinkles and I, I didn't get sprinkles on the ice cream and I remember writing down that when I was a mom that I was always going to allow sprinkles on ice cream because the 50 cents or whatever it costs to add the sprinkles 
was well made up for in the amount of joy and delight that they brought to my child's heart. (laughs) Now, if that isn't a dramatic fourth or fifth grader, you know, feeling really deeply about the rainbow sprinkles, I don't know what is. The point is that that has stuck with me as an adult. And we usually get the sprinkles. I know that there is no real logical reason why ice cream should have sprinkles. But when you're five or eight or 10 or sometimes even 36 like me, it just feels extra fun. Getting ice cream is fun on its own. But the sprinkles add that little bit of whimsy that just serve to delight. You know logically that there is no reason that you need rainbow sprinkles on your ice cream. But doesn't it just make it a little bit more fun? So since I've been thinking about this, I've started to notice more whimsy in my surroundings, in my life. And I'm curious, what types of things do you notice in your life that are just for fun? Or do you feel like maybe this all feels a little foreign? Everything has a reason and you're practical and you get it done and there isn't really a whole lot of whimsy happening. I'm curious whether or not a little bit of whimsy would serve us all a little bit more than we currently have. Another way to ask this question is to think about what do you do just for fun? For no purpose, no end goal, no check mark on the to-do list, are there things that you do in your life that are just for fun? Just seem fun, creative, inspiring, delightful. I also like to think about my surroundings. What types of things in my home are just for fun? Where do I add dashes of whimsy within the walls of my own home to create that feeling of surprise and delight and inspiration and creativity in my own space and environment? Some examples that I can think of from my current house are that I have a collection (laughs) of small brass armadillo. I started it in Texas. I don't continue to collect them, although I probably wouldn't turn one down if I saw it at a thrift store, but I started to notice them at thrift stores and antique shops and even bought one at a gas station when I was working in Texas. And they're just fun. Armadillo are just kind of wild creatures. (laughs) And little brass armadillo are just unexpected and fun. And so I have about six or seven of them. And two of them live in my kitchen right now on different open shelves. And they serve no purpose. They're not holding down paper. They're They're not doing anything except for making me smile when I notice them. They're just little dashes of whimsy in my otherwise practically organized, very efficient, small kitchen. If you are familiar with my house or follow along on Instagram, you probably know about our cactus hallway. I have just a peak of bright red and green cactus that shows through an open doorway into the hall. The hall is very small. And this brightly colored botanical cactus wallpaper 
adds just this peak of fun and surprise and unexpected delight from almost anywhere in the main level of the house. You can see a little peak of it, but nowhere is it so overwhelming that you feel like you're going crazy, especially (laughs) this hallway itself is so small that you can't actually see a whole lot of the wallpaper at once. So it's a perfect place to add just a little bit of fun. And there's no purpose and it doesn't necessarily go with the other colors in the space. Heaven knows that Richmond is not known for its southwestern decor or for its cactus, but it's something that I love and it makes us happy. It's just fun. There's no reason to do it except for that it feels delightful. Now, I think that the idea of whimsy starts to lose its potency when everything is extravagant and everything is over the top and everything feels odd or fanciful or extravagant, like that definition said. Part of the beauty of whimsy is that it is unexpected and that it is surrounded by simplicity and surrounded by space. In fact, one of the reasons that I think it's so fun to work towards a more intentional and purposeful and in some ways practical lifestyle is so that the whimsy is set apart. And not only that, because when you are not up to your eyeballs in energy draining projects or organization or belongings, disorder, overscheduling, overexhaustion, and generally just living your life a little bit in the fast lane, you actually have time for the whimsy. You have time to enjoy those simple things. You have time and energy to be present in your everyday life and to notice the things that are around you right now that can cause delight and joy if you're aware of them and if you have your eyes open to them. The more intentionally you live, the more bandwidth you have for creativity and for imagination. You get to be curious and open within your life rather than always rushing to the next thing that you think you need to do or buy or be. You feel at home where you are and that's when those little touches start to really make a difference. And I think this can work the other way around as well. I think if you are just aware of whimsy, if you're aware of those little things and you start to give yourself space to enjoy them, Take a little bit of extra time to notice and appreciate and be present with those fun things. Just allow yourself to feel that delight, to feel that joy as if you were a kid. Whimsy feels like such a childlike virtue or or attribute because children notice it. They're the ones who will find the whimsy in the world. The certain way that flowers hang and they look exactly like fairy wings or the rainbows bouncing off the walls when the sun just happens to come through the window at the right angle. Those are examples of simple things that exist in the world right now without anyone doing anything that can feel like whimsy if you notice and appreciate them. I want you to consider the idea 
that we are responsible for creating an environment of joy in our own lives. And one of the ways that we might consider adding a little extra dose of joy here and there is by adding a little bit of whimsy into our environment and into our everyday schedule. So how can you do this? First, I want you to start recognizing whimsy in the things that already exist in your life. I want you to notice and enjoy them. Notice the the fanciful, creative, imaginative, fun, and purposeless things that exist all around you right now. That's a good place to start. A few days ago, I met some good friends at the Richmond Botanical Garden. It's called the Lewis Ginter Botanical Garden. And we were wandering around and just noticing, I mean, there's so many beautiful things and there were cool displays. There's a really great temporary exhibit right now where someone built lifelike, I mean, like larger than life statues out of Legos. So there was like a hummingbird in a trumpet flower made out of 32,000 Legos. And of course, my boys loved that. It was so fun. But one of the things that I noticed as I was sitting watching my kids play was a tree over by the children's area that had hooks in the branches and hanging on the hooks were wicker baskets. And I thought that was interesting. And as I watched a couple friends, it looked like a couple girlfriends that had little kids with them on a play date, wandered over to the tree and they grabbed a basket and took it off the hook and went over to another nearby tree that had shade and out of the basket they pulled a colorful sheet that they laid down and they started pulling out books and toys (laughs) from this basket that had been hanging in the tree and they laid their kids out and they sat down and had a little picnic lunch with some snacks and toys and books all on this beautifully colored blanket that had been hanging in a picnic basket in the tree. And I realized as I wandered over and took a look myself that each of these baskets had been hung there with a little picnic set. And you were supposed to just grab a basket, help yourself to a basket from this tree of baskets and lay out a blanket and enjoy some time in the shade with your kids. How cool is that? There is no real reason to hang baskets in a tree. They could have just as easily put them on a counter or behind a desk where you went and checked one out and wrote your name down. No, no. Just for fun, they hung them on hooks on the branches of a tree. So you could wander underneath and grab one out and feel like you were in a storybook. It was so wonderful. And of course, I immediately created in my mind a dinner party coming up sometime soon, (laughs) I don't know when, where I am going to serve picnic meals in baskets hanging in a tree in my yard and invite people to just grab a basket and help themselves to some snacks and maybe we can do an outdoor movie and if anyone locally wants to collaborate with me, let's make this picnic dinner party happen. Doesn't that sound fun? Just because I loved it so much. So that's just an example of noticing some whimsy. I mean, that was very thoughtful, very intentional, but the purpose was just to delight and to bring joy. I loved it. What are some examples you can think of? What are some things 
in your own homes or your neighborhoods or your lives that just are fun. They don't serve any other purpose. It reminds me of John and Sherry from Young House Love suggested, I don't remember even how this all came about, but they hang crystals in some of their windows. Just these little spherical mini disco balls, basically, of crystal that hang in the window and they just cast light beams and rainbows around on the walls. And it's just for fun. They just add a little bit of whimsy to the home. And what a fun way to cast joy around a room, literally cast it onto the walls around a room, than by adding a simple crystal to a couple windows here and there in your home. I'll find the crystals and link them in the show notes. I think they're just available on Amazon, and we haven't done that yet, but now that we're home and settling back in, it's definitely something that I'm going to add to our home as well. So you can head to the show notes to find the crystals to cast a little bit of whimsy around in your living room as well. What are some other ways you can think of to create a little bit of whimsy? I mean, this can come into play in your wardrobe where you put together an outfit and then you add an extra little touch just for fun, like green shoes or a colorful scarf just something a little fun I noticed actually I built myself a shoe closet in my closet and I need to put a blog post up about it but I noticed as I went through my shoes that my shoes are brown and black and white and gray and green (laughs) I actually have two pairs of green shoes which when I only have a dozen pairs of shoes in total that's a little bit odd But I guess odd was one of the definitions of whimsy and green shoes must just be one of the ways that I express a little bit of that whimsy in my own very minimal, very neutral wardrobe. I love the idea of lighting a candle just for fun. I have one burning next to me while I work. Lighting candles is also part of my just general like cozy self-care practices. I light them at home. I light them when I'm taking a bath. I light them in my office. It just adds this cozy warmth and there's not a real purpose. I mean, this one smells like grapefruit, so that's nice as well. But really, it's just because it makes me feel good. It just adds a little bit of delight. Have you ever lit candles at a family dinner that wasn't Thanksgiving or Christmas? Just like mac and cheese from the box, frozen peas mixed in, and a couple candles on candlesticks to make it feel fancy and fun? I mean, it doesn't have to take a lot of effort. You don't have to go buy a lot of things. You can just use what you already have to up your game a little bit every once in a while just for fun. Now, of course, the point goes out the window if you start to feel stressed out about this or like, oh, there's another thing that I must do. But like I was talking about earlier, when you start to create systems in your life and live more simply One of the benefits, the unsung benefits of a more peaceful, intentional, simple life is that you do have the time and you do have the energy and you do have the bandwidth and the space and the creativity and the curiosity to throw in a fun little thing once in a while just because. Do you ever just buy yourself flowers at the grocery store or at the farmer's market? Or send them to yourself. (laughs) I've actually never done that. I usually just collect a couple bundles at Trader Joe's when I'm there buying groceries. But how fun would it be to just send yourself flowers? Or send them to a friend? Just for fun. Just to say, I think you're great. 
if you're a mom or not, when was the last time you blew bubbles? (laughs) Bubbles are so whimsical. (laughs) They're so magical. They're just fun. There is no purpose to bubbles. I think there used to be a purpose to bubbles. I think they probably started as the after effect or the side effect of washing things with soap. (laughs) But bubbles, just blowing bubbles and seeing the delight. I love bubbles myself, but gosh, my kids could run around popping bubbles for, you know, I was going to say hours. That's not realistic. They could run around popping bubbles for like five minutes maybe, but even that, what a special five minutes. We were at a theme park uh, last month and of course at theme parks there's those bubble machines that they want you to buy but we didn't buy them. We just played with them for a while and it was one of the most fun parts of the day. My kids blowing bubbles and running around in circles trying to pop them all. It was so fun and so simple and so inexpensive and just a little bit unexpected. I am personally not a glitter person I, (laughs) that feels like a confession, but I know a lot of people really love the whimsy of glitter and how fun that is to see things sparkling. I can handle it if it's not inside my house, so that can be really fun. Face painting, painting your nails a fun color, that bright throw pillow in an otherwise neutral living room. I know we all cringe a little bit at the phrase, a pop of color, (laughs) especially when we're talking about interiors. But you guys, the idea of adding a little pop of something, a little whimsy, a little dash of excitement or joy or delight, that's what this is about. Now, this episode is mostly just to bring to your awareness the idea of whimsy or to your remembrance. If this is something that you haven't thought about in a while, How fun those little things are that just serve no purpose except for delight, that you can be more aware of them. And I want to leave you with just two takeaways, very simple takeaways. One, to see and enjoy the whimsy that already exists in your life and in the world. As we pay attention to it, a beautiful mural painted on a building that we drive by every day on the way to school or work. Or that beautiful, colorful bouquet of balloons tied around the mailbox down the street signifying a birthday party. Just how fun and delightful that is. You will absolutely up your joy and delight in your own life as you simply pay attention to the whimsy. Number two is that you have the power to create whimsy as well. By very simple, simple means, you can add a little bit of whimsy to a meal, to a room, to an outfit, to an outing or an adventure. Just being aware of it helps to get your creative juices flowing and your imagination churning onto the idea of what is something that we could add just for fun, just for that delight and that joy factor that my friends that's just a little bit of whimsy in just the last week or two since I have focused in on this idea I have just loved how heightened my awareness has been to these beautiful moments of delight that I might have otherwise missed and I'm so excited to have it front of mind the idea of 
creating magical moments with really, really simple means and recognizing the value in an otherwise practical world and practical lifestyle. I'm fairly practical as a person and fairly efficient and fairly organized. It's really fun to remember that there is value in whimsy. There's value in something being just to delight and add joy to our everyday life. I hope that this idea feels fun and resonates with you. And I would love if you start to notice a little bit more whimsy or if you do things that create more whimsy in your own life. I would love to see that. Tag me on Instagram and share with me how you're noticing and creating a little bit more whimsy in your everyday life with your families. I can't wait to see. Now to finish up this episode, I just have a little bit of housekeeping that I wanted to uh, talk to you about. So the one year anniversary of the podcast is the first week of September. This show will have gone through an entire year every single Thursday at 6 a.m. And that feels so fun. (laughs) I hope that you have enjoyed it. I absolutely have. One of the plans in a way that the podcast is going to change a little bit in this upcoming year is that we will be adding a Podcast Plus membership to the offerings of the show. So that every single week, one episode will go live just like normal. And for those of you who listen regularly, these shows will be available for free, always like they have been for the last year. That will continue. However, for those of you who want to be just a little bit more involved, who want to dive in a little more and have a little more connection, we're going to offer Podcast Plus. And we're probably going to use Patreon or Memberful. So if you're unfamiliar, these are platforms that allow consumers of media to become even more involved and invested in the creators with a monthly donation. And we will have probably a base level donation where just for those of you who every once in a while feel like, you know, virtually buying me a drink or saying thank you for the way that the episodes impact your regular life, there will be something baseline there where you can donate any amount to continue the regular upkeep of the show just like it has been without sponsors and without ads thus far. There will also be a bonus level where for a little bit more per month, and we're talking very low amounts, like the bonus level will probably be around $10 a month, you will not only get the regular weekly episodes, but you will get bonus episodes per month, probably two, and then also some added benefits, like a Facebook group where we can discuss topics that we talk about in the show, um, a book club, virtual book club, a Zoom meeting, or um, webinar every month, And really what I would like to do as I'm getting all of the details finalized is find out from you, my regular listeners, what are the types of offerings that you would be interested in? In addition to bonus episodes, are you interested in a book club, a Facebook group, some webinars or Zoom meetings, um, Instagram lives? What would benefit you in your life? What types of things? I know that we've also talked about with my team doing the episodes with uh, worksheets so that it's a little bit more applied knowledge, which I love sharing that. 
So what I want to ask of you right now is that if you're interested in any of this, in contributing your input, I would love for you to fill out a short survey for me. You can find that survey linked at the bottom of the show notes today, livefreecreative.co slash podcast. Look for episode 52 and scroll to the very bottom. There will be a Google survey where you can just answer a few questions that will help inform my decisions as I create this membership site. It will be for you for the listeners, for the consumers of the Live Free Creative podcast. And so the more that I can tailor it to your wants and your hopes and the things that you need, the better it will be for all of us. So take a look on the show notes, fill out the survey for me, and then get really excited because not only will the show continue as it has for the past year, but for a lot of people We can take it even to the next level. We can learn more together and grow more together and engage more together. And I can't wait to share all of that with you in the upcoming month. As always, I want to give a huge thank you to those of you who come and listen to the show. This episode, whether it's your first or your 52nd listening, know that I do not take for granted the attention that you give me to listen to my thoughts and ideas and hopefully find nuggets that you can apply to improve your life so that it feels like you have the freedom to live an even more creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. If you haven't yet shared the show with a friend or family member, or even if you have, that personal recommendation is one of the very best ways for the podcast to grow and to continue to find traction with the community that it will serve best. So please share the show with your friends. Take a screenshot of what you're listening to and share it on social media and tag me. I love every single review that we've received on Apple, on iTunes. If you haven't yet left a review, that's also an amazing way that you can support the show. And I appreciate every single one of those. I read them all and just really want to say thank you for all of your support. And I can't wait to chat with you again next week. Have a fantastic one. I'll talk to you later. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.